Hey everyone, welcome back. Episode 42, technically 43. I'm gonna have to figure that out. I'm a little upset. I missed a. a, a if you listen to the podcast, you would know that you didn't listen to the podcast last week. Um, so there's like a few reasons for it. It's a, it's a, it's an onion. We're going to cut this, we're going to dice this onion up to start the episode. Dice some onions. It's your boy, Onion Dicer. What's good? Um, so yeah, I didn't upload last week. Uh, and that sucks. The, the reason I said, like, I almost did what they used to do back in the day on elevators. So if you ever go to like an old building or an old hotel, and some of these elevators, or even room, like floor, room numbers, floor numbers, the, it'll go 11, it'll go 11, 12, 14, so there's no 13th floor, air quotes, because it was a, it's a bad luck number, you know, 13, bad luck, um, so basically, I was just gonna go ahead and put episode 43, so if you like looked at the catalog, I might still do it. Who knows? I don't think it's that good of a bit. But um, that's what I was going to do was basically put uh, like I skipped a floor, but nobody knows. Which the thing with the hotels like that's fucking stupid. It's still the 13th floor. Like whether you want to whether you want to number it accurately or not, you're 13 levels above the ground. So if someone's really superstitious and you still give them, uh, you know, a room on that floor, they're fucked. But I wouldn't say I'm superstitious. Um, just like a little stitious. Shout out to all my office fans. Um, but yeah, we're back. Episode, elevator episode. That's what I might title this. Uh, still sitting here kind of brain brainstorming what I'm going to do about that. But anyways, I'm a little upset. Ugh, excuse me, I had a personal goal with this podcast when I started it. That I wanted to, I wanted to do 52 episodes in a row, no interruptions, but sometimes things happen. And then when those things happen, sometimes more things happen. And that's kind of why I didn't upload last week. Now, I could have probably done this on like Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. I could have, you know, snuck a could have snuck an episode in there and dropped it. But um man, it just felt like it felt like it was one of those things where it's like, um, it just felt like, um, it felt like a pitcher who's working on a perfect game and like just through that, like through one, one ball or maybe like that would be like an immaculate, be like an immaculate game. I don't think that's ever been done. It's just pure strikes. It's like video game shit. It was like a pitcher who had almost had a perfect game and like one dude got a hit. It was like Kerry Woods. 21 strikeout game or 20 strikeout game whatever it was that's what it was like there was like one hit where I was like damn I probably shouldn't have thrown that pitch if you don't listen if you don't watch if you don't watch baseball you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about perfect game is if you not strike out but if you get every batter if the other team gets no hit it's called a no hitter perfect game as a pitcher that's like what you shoot for no hits no walks nothing uh, just strikeouts and, and outs and um, it kind of just feels like that. It kind of feels like, man, I could have, I could have snuck an episode in there. I could have, I could have even possibly done it on Sunday. 
but even then on Sunday, I was kind of out of it. So I've, I've been filibustering for a, for a minute here. Um, let me tell you what happened. So basically, I recorded an episode with my buddy Brett from the Bullish Project. Um, uh, like a weekend, it was two weekends ago. We sat down on Saturday. We did like, dude, it had to be like three, four hours of recording. Maybe, maybe three. Either way, we sat down. We did a, my full show. We did a full episode on my podcast. Then we took like a little break and we did his, uh, like a, my, the episode I did on, on his show. Uh, so we did like two back-to-back recordings and it was fucking awesome. I was great. I was like really jazzed up about it. Um, I'm a bit of a procrastinator. So I was like, damn, I'll have to record on Friday. So on Friday next week, I could just edit the, edit the audio, put it up on, on Spotify and, and we're fucking golden boys. That did not work out very well. So, uh, first of all, (laughs) I used OBS for like the second time ever. And what I learned was that uh, everyone I speak to on Discord are extremely quiet and like playback. Like, it was to the point where it was like, um, when he would talk and it was like, you know, me asking him questions or me talking then him talking and there was like dead air on my end. My mic was picking up like me breathing and it wasn't picking up like his audio wasn't loud enough to cover it. So I just didn't really want to post it. Like I listened to man, a good majority of the episodes, like just sitting here, like face palming, like, God damn it. And I probably could have, I probably could have posted it. I just thought not that it's embarrassing. Like I was breathing, but like, to me it was embarrassing. That's like, fuck, like we recorded this whole episode and now it's just kind of the amount of editing it would have taken to like raise his vocals, but not mine. And then also if there's ever a time where we both speak or something, you really can't hear it that well. So I scuffed the whole audio on that. I fucked up. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just getting into the discord game and like using OBS and like, I don't know. I feel like I'm really behind like people my age, like I'm 25. I'm like, damn, I should have People been known, like, my buddy had to show me how to screen share on Discord before. Uh, Show my buddy Vincent, we were watching the UFC fights one time, and I was like, how do I share my screen? Like, I didn't even know you could do that on Discord. I thought it was just, like, calls and video chats, but, like, no, you share your whole screen. You, like, stream on Discord. I didn't fucking know that. So, I'm still working out all the settings to figure out what I'm fucking supposed to do. Um, So, yeah. So, like I said... Sometimes these things happen, right? I was like, no biggie. I'll record another episode and uh, we'll get it out the way. No, no, no. So I talked about this. Funny enough, I talked about this on Brett's podcast um, on the Bullish Project. Go check it out. I, I think it was this last week or maybe it's tomorrow, Monday, whatever. One of the episodes I just recorded with him. He's talking about how he had a panic attack. And I was like, damn, bro, it's crazy. I went through that like six months ago. Like I finally got through it, blah, blah, blah. I was just talking about how I overcame it, how I had like coping mechanisms, how I had like, you know, figured out uh, ways to deal with it. Right. And then for Friday morning, when I got off work, um, I had already known that the audio was scuffed. So I was like, damn, I gotta, I gotta record when I get home or do something. And right before I left work, bro. Just boom, out of nowhere, panic attack. I'm about to count down my register. I'm about to leave work and fucking boom, out of nowhere, panic attack. So I had to like sit down. I'm shaking. I, th- I think I'm going to have a heart attack. 
And so finally I get home. I'm like, fuck it. We'll just go right to sleep. Sleep always helps. It'll reset me. Dark room. No noises. You know, kind of relax my senses. No. For Friday and Saturday, I was just riddled with anxiety for, dude, like all day long. Like if I wasn't, um, if I wasn't like sitting down or I wasn't, uh, it was like everything. Like if I sat down, I would lay down. And then when I laid down, my heart would start racing. I'd start freaking out. So I'd sit up. Then I'd sit up. My heart would start racing. So I'd get up and I'd walk around. Then when I was walking around, it would happen again. So I'd go sit down. Then I'd go lay down. It was like this giant fucking cycle of like sitting, standing, pacing, holding my arms above my head, just like really scared something's going on with like my heart. Cause I kept getting these feelings in my chest and my left shoulder. So I don't like have health insurance or anything. And I was like reading online. It's like, well, if you go to the ER and they like say, there's nothing wrong with you, you're going to pay a bunch of money for all these x-rays and shit you don't need for them to be like, yeah, you're just freaking out. See you later. So I was like, really like, oh damn, I don't want to go. But then like, if I need a prescription, I have to go to the ER because I guess like if you go to like an urgent care, which is what I usually go to, they don't have like uh they're not allowed to prescribe like antidepressants or opioids or narcotics or they can't do that shit. There's not allowed to. So I'm talking to my mom, I'm trying to figure it out and she's like uh, asking me if I need to go to the hospital or something. I'm like, well, I don't know. So Friday goes by um, and then Saturday I wake up. I felt fine for a few hours in the middle of the night, and then boom, it fucking happened. I don't know why I just snapped. That was cringe. Um, (laughs) Boom, middle of the night, happens again. I'm like, fuck. So I'm sitting around all day trying to calm down, trying to relax. It just never goes away. Like, it doesn't stop. This has been like 48 hours straight. And then it stops for a little bit. I go to the comic book store with my mom. But, like, dude, I had to have my mom drive me because I was like, it was the first time in forever. I was so nervous. I was like, if I freak out while I'm driving... One, it's not that I like don't think I could pull over, but like if I'm in, if I'm at a spot where I'm not able to pull over right away, I'm just going to freak out even more. And I don't want to be the guy that's like stopped in the middle of the fucking road, having a fucking panic attack. And then the cops come and be like, I don't need that. I don't need that. So I go and I feel okay. And then I come back and I feel okay. And then boom, it happens again. So finally on Sunday, um, I just had to fucking man up. I fucking... Put a, put a nice shirt on. <laughs> I don't know why, but I got like, I put a fit together, like emergency room fit fucking. I was like, if I find out like I'm having a heart attack, like I want to look good. You know, I, I want to look presentable if I'm going to die. You know, if I'm going to die, I want to look good while I die. And uh, <laughs> I went to a hospital a few years ago because I have uh, stomach issues. And um, the hospital I went to, I don't remember it being that great. And I remember people saying that that hospital sucks. So I like look up Google reviews for a hospital because I'm a fucking, I'm a Zoomer. And uh, that hospital has like a two-star rating. So I went to like the other hospital. It's not too too much further away. And it had like a four-star rating. And I thought I was going to be there all day. I thought I was going to, you know, have to do x-rays and blood tests and all this shit. And now I walk in. There's nobody there. Like there's, you know, doctors and shit. But there's no, no other people there. I'm like, oh, that's... It's pretty good luck, you know, if you're going to die, you don't want to wait. Let's get it over with, you know, and um, fucking imagine, imagine you go to the hospital to die and they're like, yeah, can you have a seat? I'm like, fuck, man, at least let me die in like a room. I don't want to die in like a chair in the lobby, like some chump, you know, at least I like watch like a advertisement while I die on the TV or something. And anyways, 
I fucking, I fill out all the paperwork and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, go in this room right here. Like, as soon as I'm done, I'm like, damn, I keep snapping. That one was under the table, so you might not hear it. But I keep snapping, like, I'm in a fucking sitcom, and I need to stop that shit. So, anyways, I go into the room, and uh, I was, like, already freaking out, but I don't like hospitals or doctors or needles or any of that shit. So, <laughs> they start asking me what's going on, and I start telling them, like, you know, I've, I've had panic attacks before. This has been happening for a while, but it's never been this bad. Um, you know, this has been going on for like two days, three days straight now. I Like, I need some help. Clearly, I can't get over this on myself. And then they start like putting the finger thing and they're taking my blood pressure and they're doing all these things. And uh, in the middle of talking, the, 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 I think he was a nurse practitioner. He just asked me a question. I'm like, I'll be honest with you, man. It's getting really bad right now. Like, I'm, I, I'm trying to, trying to fucking relax. So he's like asking me, like, I had these sensations in my chest. He's like, now what does that mean? And I'm a fucking loser. So I was like, uh, <laughs> I asked him, I was like, you ever seen Death Note? He was like, no. And I was like, or maybe this wasn't him. I told this to somebody else. I just told him, I was like, it's like this thing where I get like a very concentrated heartbeat. In Death Note, there's a kid who has a notebook. He writes people's names in the notebook. And if you write your name in this notebook, you die. Usually you die by a heart attack. And in the show, anytime that happens to somebody, there's this very profound heartbeat. Like in the sound, you can hear it. It's like, dun, dun. And then the person like, ah, they have a heart attack and die, right? I tell them like, that's what happens sometimes. I have this like, it's like a, it's like I'm in an anime or like a TV show. I have this concentrated heartbeat I feel in my chest. Then I just start freaking out. Adrenaline's pumping, impending doom. I think I'm going to die, pass out, faint, whatever it is. Think I'm going to have a heart attack. Um, he's like, oh, so you have like anxiety. I'm like, yeah. But I was like, it's never been this bad. So he started asking me all these questions. And then finally they gave me some Valium. Uh, that was pretty chill. Uh, it just kind of made me kind of put, just put me out of it. And then made me go to sleep later on. And then, uh, they gave me some, some little ASMR anxiety prescription ASMR. Is that bit is that bit corny yet? I do that bit a little bit a lot of the time on this podcast. <laughs> um, but they gave me some medication in case I freak out again. I took it like two days in a row, and then uh, last night I kind of not forced myself, but I was like, "We're gonna go through this whole night without taking this medication," and I did it, and I did it again today. So feeling all right. Uh, the other thing is I can't get in to see anybody about this shit. Uh, the like place they recommended for me to go so I can get like a, you know, talk to somebody and see if I need to be on medication or if I could just, I don't know, go to therapy or something. Uh, they were like, they're booked till October. I was like, October, like it was like a fucking, it was like a club or like a really nice restaurant. They're like, yeah, we're booked up for a couple months. I'm like, God damn. What happens if I fucking have another panic attack? <laughs> Luckily I got in, I don't get in until September. So I have to go a whole month. Before I can see somebody about this problem. So I'm trying to save these little these little pills for, you know, in case of emergency situations. You know, if I really need to curb it and I can't just power through it. So yeah, uh, not only did I scuff an entire uh, podcast episode audio, I also had crippling anxiety for two, three days. So I couldn't even record uh, an episode. So... That's a big onion, but it's, I think it's diced. I think it's finally chopped up. Now you know what happened. You know where I've been. You know what it is, what it was, and what it isn't, and what it is, and that's what it was. Bars. 
So yeah, that's that's what happened last week. And to anyone that was like, "Damn, bro," I mean, nobody did this, so like, fuck you guys. But yeah, to anybody that was like, "Damn, I didn't see Dave's episode," you should have told me. It would have made me feel better and worse at the same time. I would have been like, "Damn, well, at least somebody was looking forward to it," or "Damn, at least you know, somebody was like, you know, fucking Dave didn't upload this week and I wanted to listen. Sorry." But yeah, so that's where I've been. Also. Man, uh, I complain about my job a lot on here sometimes because I think sometimes the stories are funny. I had like this whole, I almost did an extra episode before this happened just because one day at work I had such a shitty night with all these fucking homeless people and shit like that. And uh, I've been saving these stories, but I don't think they're that interesting. These are just variations of other stories I've told on this podcast. So I'm not even going to get into them. Basically, I had a bunch of homeless people fucking with me, and I had to call the cops, and then some lady, like, got mad at us, like, us working at the store and made us call the cops for her, and, um, yeah, man, I just really am fucking over this job I work, and I'm probably gonna quit soon and find something else, and it got me thinking about how I didn't, so, uh, a few weeks ago on the podcast, I was talking about how I was really hoping to get this other job. They fucking, they told me that they didn't want to fucking hire me. It really fucking hurt. And I was thinking like, damn, this is, it really felt like, it was like I I became Michael Jordan for a second. I was like, damn, I, and I took that personal. When they said they didn't want to hire me on this contract, I took that personal. And I really did. And I was thinking back, I was like, damn, bro, I haven't felt this way about some shit since I was like, bro, I haven't felt some shit like that since I was like 16 and the the coach on my football team was trying to put me on some weird fucking probation shit because somebody said I was smoking weed in the locker room at school. I was just like, that's fucking retarded. I'm not, fuck no, I'm not doing, like, fuck that, prove it. They said they, I was going to, like, hurt, some parents said I was going to hurt their child because I threatened them. I was like, bro, fuck that. Like, that's bullshit. That's the most made-up shit I've ever heard. He's like, well, we're going to put you guys on suspend. It was like me and my buddy. I was like... Fuck that, dog. I'm not doing that shit, and I quit. And I still remember this day. I was like, damn, like, I kind of wish I would have played football through high school. There was some fucking... Dude, there's these dudes I know. Like, ugh. Ugh. I'm I'm not gonna say no names. There's this one dude I know who was like a fucking... He was a fucking cunt. And I fought him after I graduated, because I fucking... <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna tell that story. Me and him fought after high school. If you ever listen to this dude, it's no hard feeling. I just think you're... I think you're kind of a fucking pussy, but anyways, this dude ended up, like, he's now, like, well, not now, he's probably graduated and has, like, a really good job and, you know, makes more money than I do, but he was, like, a total frat bro, and he was, like, a real preppy mother, he's, like, a motherfucker back in the day when I was in high school, he used to wear Sperry's, fucking, like, boat shoes and shit, but, like, the ones you made fun of, not, like, I had some homies that wore Sperry's, but, like, this dude wore Sperry's, and I was, like, yes, because you're a fucking... He reminded me of all those douchebags in The Outsiders, the socias, you know, all those fucking rich kids with fucking nice cars and shit and, you know, stable families. Fuck them, you know, fuck those people. But anyways, there were some people like that who played football all through high school and like uh, a real good friend of mine, like one of my best friends I've ever had was a quarterback and like, you know, my buddies played football and like sometimes I missed it, but on the other times, I was like, man, fuck them, like, they didn't even care enough about me to take my word for, like, they didn't give a fuck, they just took, like, I was a fucking, (laughs) I was kind of a punk teenager, bro, like, I was always in trouble, 
I did smoke weed. <laughs> like, <laughs> the story was somewhat believable. But, like, it was just so bizarre. It's like, so you're telling me I smoked weed in front of the entire team? And, like, our coach used to stand outside. This is a weird tangent I'm going on, but fuck it. I'm going to get out all this trauma. <laughs> Fucking, our coach used to stand, like, dude, like, 5, 10, 15 feet outside the locker room while we all changed, like, after practice and shit. I'm like, so you're telling me I smoked a fat blunt, just stunk up the whole locker room. You didn't smell it. 30 other people on this team didn't say shit, but this one kid saw us, and we threatened to beat it. We we threatened to beat him to death if he said anything. I'm like, this is stupid. This is retarded. This is the dumbest story I've ever fucking heard. And the fact that you guys believe this just shows that, like, you don't give a fuck about me. And all these, like, you know, coaches will tell you that shit to build your character. Like, you're a good young man. You're smart. You do this. But, you know, hey, everybody gets in trouble. You know that shit? You don't believe any of that shit. It's just fucking bullshit. It's retarded. So I fucking quit. And I'll tell you what. I hadn't felt like that since I was, like, 16 to where, like, I really wanted some shit. Maybe when I, like, worked in Chicago and, like, my whole little, my whole little job and operation got taken from me at that photo lab. That's how I view it anyway. And, uh, yeah, I hadn't felt that feeling in a long time where when I got that call, I was just like, damn, bro. Like, it's just what I can imagine being cut feels like from, like, you know, uh, or being traded from, like, a, a sports team that you thought had your back. Um... Yeah, man, it just really fucking hurt. And then um, then I had that shitty week at my job dealing with crackheads and weirdos and homeless people and just fucking rude motherfuckers. And I was just like, bro, fuck this. Like, fuck this shit. Like, the thing about my job right now is for a good, for a good, like, four hours, three to four hours a night, I don't do shit. Like, I sit around, I watch YouTube videos, dude, I watch a fucking movie, like, I don't do shit, bro, and that doesn't mean I don't, like, get my work done, I'm just saying, like, there's so much downtime at this job, and there's nobody there, I'm the only one there, so, like, who's gonna, who's gonna complain, you know, who's gonna hold me accountable, nobody, and I'll tell you what, nobody likes to work these fucking overnight hours at this fucking homeless infested fucking area, bro, like, Ugh. But anyways, I started thinking, like, damn, you know, I'm 25. I think the thing that hurt the most is I really thought, it, like, it hurt, it, like, I guess it, like, was that, like, it hit my ego? Maybe not my ego. I don't really think I was, like, an ego. Th- I just, I thought I was worth more. I thought I was worth this job. I thought I was, uh, I thought I was, uh, I thought I was going to move up, you know. I thought I was going to get the call up to the big leagues, you know, making big boy money, and, you know. And I didn't get it. I felt like it, it kind of felt like at the end of fucking Last Call on Kanye's album where he talks about how um, I think it was Capital Capital Records wanted to sign him and then they pulled on the deal. And that's how he ended up with Rockefeller because he made fucking beats for, you know, Jay and Dame and Dash. And um, that's kind of what it reminded me of was like, you know, they pulled on the deal. They don't believe in you. It's like, man, fuck them, you know. And then Kanye went on to make fucking Jesus Walks. And then he was fucking everywhere, you know? So I'm in my in-between graduation or in-between college dropout and late registration. You best believe when I drop Jesus Walks, my own version, everybody don't fucking know who I am. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But, yeah. So probably quitting this job soon. I'm going to try to do... 
I try to do pretty much anything other than if if it wasn't for the homeless people, or I, I probably wouldn't quit this job. But I also asked for a raise, bro. You know what these motherfuckers told me? These motherfuckers are like, you got to be here a year, and it's probably only going to be 50 cents. I was like, 50 cents? Motherfucker, gas was just $4. Like, are you fucking kidding me? We got 8.5% inflation, and you're going to give me 50 cents? You're going to give me 50 cents? You take those two quarters, and you can fucking... Shove them up your fucking ass, bro. It's gonna take about your two quarters, bro. Two quarters? Two quarters, bro? Fuck am I gonna buy for that, bro? A stick of gum is probably like 50 cents these goddamn days. Somebody bought a pack of gum the other day, and that shit was like $5. It's like $5 for a fucking pack of gum? Dude, that's a shit ton of... You buy a pack of cigarettes for $5, bro. The fuck? I'm not saying cigarettes are good. I'm just saying, like, cigarettes are usually expensive. There's cigarettes they sell down here in Florida that are like four thirty-seven. So it's like, bro, fucking gum is more expensive than cigarettes. Never be fucking buying gum. Oh. <clears throat> oh. But yeah, I've been applying places, been on that Indeed grind, filling out resumes, or not resume, filling out applications, sending in resumes. I'm trying to get a job at Planet Fitness uh, so I can like not, <coughs> excuse me. So I can not pay for a membership, get paid, and get in shape, and stop being so fat. But yeah, I was going to give a bunch of stories, but the more I sit here and think about it, I'm like, I've told this story a different way before. And it's just, listen, this is something I've been meaning to get off my chest. Um, I'm sure there are, you know, good people who are homeless. I'm sure there are people who ended up being homeless by unfortunate situations, and I'm sure there's some people that are homeless that are kind of like people who go to prison. Like they went, they went into homelessness, a good person, but homelessness has changed them into a piece of shit. Like sometimes you'll hear dudes who went to prison talk about, uh, one of my favorite, uh, this is from a movie, but it's also real too. In, in blow with Johnny Depp, he talks about how he goes in with like, uh, a bachelor's degree in weed and he came out with a master or a doctorate in cocaine. Like, some dudes will go in like street level criminals and come out like complete, utter, like criminal masterminds because of all these dudes they've met, things they've learned, stories they've swapped, blah, blah, blah. So I'm sure there are people who were once, you know, in an unfortunate circumstance who ended up being homeless who are now like, you know, fucking, they say dudes who like go to prison sleep certain ways and they eat certain ways. And even though they've been out for 10 years, that shit still, it's changed them fundamentally forever they're paranoid uh they're more observant they have respect blah 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 blah. i'm sure that's the thing with these homeless people i've never met those there's been one homeless dude in my entire fucking career at this fucking gas station that came in and asked for a coffee and he wanted it for free and usually i say no because fucking they're gonna come in every night and want a cup of coffee for free and it's not that like I try to, like, I know some people be like, well, it's not your coffee. That company's not going to know. It's kind of the principle. Like, I'm a principle man. We can't just give things away free. You know, uh, it's just like a, a moral, maybe not a moral thing. I don't know if it's morals, a principle thing. It's probably a principle thing because I don't think it's like an ethical thing. I think it's more of like a principle. Like, I operate under the rules and the fucking bounds of the game that I play and Unfortunately, I can't just give shit away for free because, like, let's say you start telling other people now everybody wants coffee for free and no, I can't fucking do it, okay? So that's why I don't give shit out for free. 
And this dude was so nice about being like, okay, I understand that he left. And then I was like, damn, I might have turned down a free coffee to like the one guy who like actually maybe not deserves it, but like wouldn't abuse that, you know, inch and take a mile. He would just take the inch and appreciate it a mile's worth maybe. And um, I felt really fucking bad when he left. I was like, damn, maybe that was a nice homeless guy. I saw him go across the street to the other gas station. I saw him walk back. So I waited by the front door. And when I saw him walk, like we had these bushes in front of my gas station. As soon as I saw him like come out the bushes, I was like, yo. And I flagged him down. I was like, hey, man. And he came over. I was like, listen, bro, I'm going to give you a free cup of coffee. I was like, I usually don't do this. But I was like, you were like really nice. And even the way you understood, I couldn't give you one. And you were still nice. I was like, some people get all shitty and insult me. I was like, I could tell like you... You genuinely appreciate it. I was like, I can't do this all the time. So like, please don't make it a habit because then I'll have to say no and I'll feel bad. But I was like, go ahead and get a cup of coffee, right? That's the one dude I've ever met that's been like homeless that I haven't had a problem with. And I never saw him again. Never. He was a phantom. He's gone. He took that cup of coffee. Maybe he took that cup of coffee and moved on to the afterlife. Maybe he was a lost soul and all he needed to move on was like an act of kindness. You know? I don't know why the fuck that would happen, but... He, he's gone. I've never seen him again. But yeah, man, uh, I try not to be jaded about homeless people. I try not to be like prejudiced, but I fucking just don't like homeless people, bro. And I know that I work in the middle of the night and not the best area, maybe not the best town. And I live in Florida. Um, but yeah, man, fuck that. Like, ugh, like they're just so they're irredeemable people. Like, Maybe not irredeemable, but that's how they seem, bro. And I don't mean to be a dickhead. Like, you know, I try to have empathy for people, but like, dude, these people are just fucking obnoxious. They're fucking always causing problems, being fucking rude and disrespectful. They don't respect boundaries. They don't respect rules. Nothing. And it's like, God damn it, I'm tired of fucking dealing with these people. And um, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but basically like, uh, I had the doors locked, I was doing something in the back, and, like, all these homeless people started banging on the doors, like, it was a goddamn walking dead, bro, there was, like, eight of these motherfuckers, all scattered around the parking lot, banging on the doors, and I was like, bro, I'm not, hell no, like, if they're already mad and banging on doors and shit, there's no way I'm letting all the eight people in here so they can start fucking problems with me, so basically I had to call the cops, and do when the cops showed up, they scattered, like, fucking teenagers at a house party into the woods, into, like, across the street, and then this one dude started talking shit to me, saying I was snitching. And I was like, bro, we're not homies. I don't know you. I've trespassed you before. I could give a fuck about you. I ain't snitching on shit, bro. You're fucking being a menace, banging on the fucking doors with all your little fucking homeless crew trying to start shit with me. And I fucking called somebody and did something about it. And the reason you're fucking talking shit to me while you're riding away on a bike is because you know you're fucking trespassing. You probably got warrants. You probably got fucking heroin or some bullshit fentanyl on you. And you know you're all going to fucking jail if you don't fucking disperse. And I'm talking to the fucking cop. And I fucking start talking shit to this dude. And the cop's just kind of looking at me. Like, for a second, I thought the cop was going to be like, yo, chill, you're, 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 uh, you're escalating the situation. Cop just like kind of let me go off. I told the cop, I was like, hey, man, I don't like, I don't even want to call y'all. I don't really like doing this shit. But like when they're banging on the doors and there's eight of them, they're already agitated. Why should I let them in? I work by myself and shit. Like I got to look out for me, bro. Fuck them. And this dude was yapping at me, talking away on the bike. I was like, fuck you, bro. That's why you're riding a bike. 
in the middle of the fucking night, and that's why you're riding away talking shit, is because you know you're not allowed in here, and you, you see the cops now, you're rolling away, because you're scared, homie, don't be scared now, homie, you had a lot of shit to say, why are you riding away, you know, shout out to uh, Nick Diaz for uttering the words, don't be scared, homie, to that dude in pride, whoever he fought, uh, I say that more to myself and in my day-to-day life than pretty much any other quote. <laughs> I'm always thinking that. Like, when somebody gives me shit, like, these homeless people talk shit at the door. Like, they're halfway out the door, and they'll be like, fuck you, bitch. And I'm like, don't be scared, homie. Why are you saying that shit at the door? Why don't you say that shit at the counter? And it's like, I know I, know I don't want to fight them. I know I shouldn't fight them. I'm working a job. But it's like, bro, fuck you, bro. Like, you're talking shit. And your position to me for no reason other than you're probably waiting on a fucking, you're waiting on the plug to fill up your fucking, I don't know, what what drugs do homeless people do these days? Meth? Crank? Fentanyl? Whatever the fuck they're doing. You're waiting on a plug to hit you up or you're dope sick and you're just pissed off at me because I won't give you free shit and I won't let you hang out in the fucking bathroom for a goddamn hour shooting up. Because if you die, now I gotta fucking deal with that shit. So they're just mad at me for no fucking reason other than doing my job. And then they talk shit at the door. It's like, don't be scared now, homie. Don't be scared, homie. Why are you saying that shit while you're walking away, bro? Why are you saying that shit out the door? I was right here, bro. We were face to face. You didn't have shit to say. You walked 10 feet and now you're halfway out the door. And now you want to call me a pussy. Or so this one time some dude threw a drink at me and I was fucking mad, bro. I was like, bro... I think I even told him, too. I was like, if I wasn't at work right now, bro, we'd be fighting. Like, I'd beat the shit out of you. And he was like, what time do you get off as he's walking out the door? It's like, well, you won't even stay to hear the answer, fucking bitch. I was like, bro, I swear to God, I'd fucking fuck you up. I was like, you threw a fucking drink at me, bro. I was covered in soda. I was like, dude, I want to beat your fucking ass. And, like, I'm not even a tough guy, bro. I hate talking like that because it's like, oh, like, Dave thinks he's a badass. It's like, no, dude, I just fucking have anger issues, and I got fucking bullied a lot, so I learned to fight if I have to, and now I'm fucking 25, getting bullied by fucking homeless people and getting fucking 44 ounces of soda fucking thrown in my fucking face. So, yeah, I might talk some shit, bro. <laughs> Fuck. But, yeah, I've been meaning to go off about these homeless people, but that's why I'm quitting my job, and I'm finding something else, so I have to fucking deal with that shit. Maybe my fucking anxiety disorder will go away. What else did I write down on this fuck? I got so off tangent with this fucking episode. Fucking elevators and onions, bro. Homeless people. Ugh. All right. We're like halfway through the show. 35 minutes. All right. There's two things I wanted to talk about that are, I guess, um, kind of random. They don't go together, but it's two things that one I saw and forgot about and then someone else made a video about it and I didn't watch the video, but I was like, I already know what that shit's going to be about. And I've seen one example and I don't need to see any more of this fucking terrible show. So I guess there's a dating show on YouTube where there's like a button in the middle. You have like a dude on one side and a girl on the other, or maybe a girl on one side, a girl on the other, a guy on one side, blah, blah, blah. It's like a dating show where you put two people on each side of this button and they're supposed to have conversation, ask each other questions. And then if like something happens, they're not compatible. Boom, they hit the button. Now, most of the t- I've only seen one clip, but from what I gather, most of the time, these people are really fucking shallow. It's pretty much like Internet dating in real life. It shows how shit our, our fucking social fabric and culture has become that 
People are literally, one, their fucking surface level is fuck, which they've always been to where it's like, if you're not attractive, I don't want to talk to you at all, which is fine. People have their preferences. But then it goes like, somebody will say like some innocuous shit in my opinion, and somebody will be like, no, I have a fucking problem with that. How dare you fucking say you don't like Power Rangers from the 90s. You're a fucking piece of shit. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, you're not vegan? Fucking die. Fucking murderer. Get the fuck out of here. It's always some innocuous shit that they're hitting the button over. So I saw this clip, right? You got this, I don't know, I don't even really, she might have been Latina or maybe like Indian. I don't know. You got this girl sitting there and then you got the Sam Smith looking motherfucker comes up. He's kind of got like that stereotypical like gay dude voice. Um, and he's like a decent looking dude. He's kind of tall, maybe a little nerdy looking. And he's got like a, I don't want to say feminine. He's got like one of those voices that like might lead you to think he's bisexual or gay. And that's based off stereotypes. I don't mean to be that guy, but like, that's what it is. Right. So I can maybe tell why this chick's turned off before this motherfucker can even sit down. This bitch is hitting the button. Like she's fucking playing test your might on Mortal Kombat 10, bro. She is button mashing this shit. Like she's never played a fighting game in her fucking life. She's hitting this button like 10 fucking times before he can even sit down. She's saying, I'm sorry. While she keeps hitting the fucking button. Like, imagine, like, you don't even get to sit down. This bitch doesn't even let you say hello, and she already wants to fucking get rid of you. And then she says sorry while continuing to hit the button. And finally, like, a producer or somebody fucking, like, steps in. They're like, hey, come on, like, give each other a chance, you know what I mean? They start talking, bro, and this fucking dude pulls out the fucking... Dude, he pulls out his fucking Sharon gun activates his fucking uh jutsu and fucking speed taps this button as like before she can even react he's already hit the button like see you later bitch and she gets out and she's like oh my god and she's not mad but she's doing that thing where like she's mad and laughing like oh i can't believe it he beat me and uh then the clip ends now two things one a lot of you probably would watch that clip and be like good for him and two, a lot of you people would be like, um, what the fuck is the point of this uh, experiment or dating show, right? Here's where I stand. All this showed was that both of them were equally as shallow. That dude didn't, because like they don't really have another conversation. They say like a few things to each other and he hits the button almost out of spite. And even if it wasn't out of spite, he knew she was already going to get rid of him. So like nothing is gonna come, it's like if you put a Trump supporter and, like, a fucking super liberal into a debate, and it's like, oh, there's no common ground, nobody wants to argue in good faith, this isn't productive, that's crazy, why, how, how did this happen? It's like, you literally just showed that both of these people are extremely shallow and bitter, like, She's shallow because off rip, she doesn't even get to hear this dude's name and she wants to next him. And then in my opinion, there's two reasons that dude hit the button that fast. One, he was like offended and was like, I'm gonna get this bitch back. And he was plotting on it. He'd like death. God damn it. I keep snapping. I got to cut that out. He fucking had a death note moment where he started talking to himself about how he was going to lull her into this like situation. And then boom, slapped the button before she could. Or two, like I said, he was already jaded, like, this bitch is gonna, this bitch doesn't want this to happen anyway, so, like, fuck her, I'm gonna increase my chances and hope someone else sits down that I can get along with. 
Now I never watched this show. I'm sure maybe one, maybe two times that in the ep- the full episodes of the show, people will, I don't know, match or like, I don't know, not be complete assholes to each other and fucking have a real conversation. But it's like these shows are like what pisses me off about like our this shows why our social fabric and why things are the way they are. This shit's like promoted and people think that shit's funny or they think it's entertaining. It's like, this is why everyone's sad and lonely my age. Or this is why people are in like meaningless relationships or why people like like hookup culture is such a big thing. It's because like none of you want to give anybody a chance. None of you want to step out of a comfort zone. Nobody wants to look past. And I'm sure I'm guilty of it. I'm sure there's some 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 potential people I've passed up or I think about this a lot even back when I was in high school, bro. Uh, damn, this is gonna be a kind of cringe, but fuck it, I'm gonna say it anyway. There's a lot of girls I used to date that, like, I know now are, like, married to, like, other dudes I went to high school with or whatever, right? And I think about, like, damn, because, like, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, I could have married her, I could have had kids with her. It's a possibility. It's also a possibility we just never would have worked out anyway. But also, I don't think I gave any relationships a chance in high school anyway. But that's what I think about. It's like, there's probably things I've done out of me being shallow or stupid or just being unfaithful or wanting to hook up with other people that I let, like, good connections go that I'll never get back. And, like, when I see this shit blowing up or people finding it, I don't know, entertaining like that shit's cool. It's like, bro, this is the reason, like, older generations laugh at us. It's because, like... (laughs) Ugh, just like I, I I still see her hitting the button in my head like she is hitting this shit like a thousand times it's like damn bitch like you couldn't just hit it once or twice like you got to keep hitting it while you're saying sorry to him like god you look shallow but then I'm like this other dude looks just as shallow or he looks spiteful or he looks bitter like neither of these people look good and that's what this show was designed that's what this shit is designed to do and you got these fucking you got these people making these shows that are just as unhappy or, uh, I don't know, bitter, jaded, whatever you want to call it, that are making this shit just to, like, I don't know, have some catharsis or fucking some demented, fucking sad type of joy off of it. And it just made me really fucking sad. Um, it's almost like when they have those, um, <laughs> when they, I don't know what it's called, but it's like a, it's like a fucking black room. <laughs> and there'll be, like, lights. And there's, like, a bunch of people mixed together that, like, have like different ideas on racism or rape culture or you know veganism like they all have different political views or vaccine views and they all mix them together and they all just fucking don't get along and nobody really cares and there's very very seldom in these things are there any like good faith arguments or you know genuine common ground uh it's just like design I'm like damn bro like I guess I get it like humans are addicted to conflict like, uh, we like drama and shit, you know, but it just makes me sad when it's done poorly or when it's like that, what's the word, tacky, like, that shit just seems tacky to me, it's like, oh, we're gonna film all these people sit across from each other and fucking be really shallow, just so you know people are shallow, it's like, yeah, no shit, bro, I've been ghosted a billion times on dating apps, like, I'll match with somebody, I'll have a conversation with them, and then, maybe this is just me, maybe this is something I should push through, but I can't, because I'm just like, it's not worth my time. If we match, we start talking back and forth, and I'm like giving you like, if I'm asking you questions, and I'm giving you like good answers to your questions, and then you just start replying like one, two, I'm 
we're done. See ya. Goodbye. Clearly, you're not interested. And I don't know why you matched with me if you're not willing to have a conversation. Like, bro, I matched with some, some, some women... And they give me their Snapchat. Like, they give me their Snapchat. Like, hit me up on Snapchat. And then I hit them up, and they open it, and they reply once, and then they never talk to me again. It's like, why? Just just reject me. I'd much rather be rejected than think I have a chance or be given a fucking... That's like someone giving you a baton in a relay race, and then they run next to you, and you're like, what are you doing? And then they just fucking punch you in the face and trip you. And then they're like... Haha, <laughs> bitch, you fucking idiot. You thought I was gonna let you run this race? No, idiot. Like, what the fuck? Just, just ignore me. Just don't even match with me. Swipe to the other side. Like, fuck, man. I really hate watching shit like that. It boils my blood. Now, the other thing, <laughs> um, I watch a lot of YouTube. I'm a, I'm a YouTube kind of guy, and uh, I'll leave videos or I'll leave videos. I'll leave comments on videos. Um, from time to time, and usually nothing happens, but I left a video, uh, god damn it, I left a, um, I left a comment on a Philip DeFranco video earlier today, where, uh, he was talking about a few different things, uh, the main thing, these go hand in hand, uh, but this comment kind of blew up, it got like, uh, what's it at? I think it's, like, over 300 likes and then, like, 60 replies and people were, like, fighting in the comments underneath my comment. And, um, I guess PewDiePie made fun of this girl who's deaf and has a TikTok and has, like, really long nails. Like, those really long nails that are, like, fucking... <laughs> like, you know when dudes put, like, the chip clips at the end of their fingers and they'll make fun of the long nails? But I guess she was, like, doing sign language... With, but it like it I I I might like m- maybe I'm a bad person maybe I deserve to be canceled it does look fucking funny when she's doing sign language with these long ass nails cuz I think even if you knew sign language that shit would throw you off it's distracting like she's got fucking 3 inch nails that are like fluorescent baby blue and she's doing fucking Naruto hand signs I'm going to get canceled if people ever <laughs> hear this but fucking dude shit's funny bro like I don't know. I guess people were mad that I guess um, people kept bringing race into it, which I don't know why. I guess she's a person of color or she's African-American, whatever you want to say. And uh, I guess people were mad he made fun of her. And I guess I guess it's because she's deaf. And then I saw a lot of people being like, well, it's also he's making fun of a black person or a person of color, um, a woman of color. Uh, but <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, it does look funny. And second, um, the other, like one of the other main things in this video was, uh, I guess back in Iraq and Afghanistan, they were burning a bunch of trash. The military was, and now a bunch of veterans have like cancers and, uh, you know, respiratory illnesses that were directly caused by the government being like, yeah, just burn that shit with jet fuel and then live there right next to it while it burns. Um, so they were going to like put up this bill to get them more, um, what's it called? Not funding. They were going to put money aside for, you know, restitution. I don't know what it's called when it's medical. They were going to put money aside to help these people with the illnesses they have, um, as well as them being veterans and it being caused by the fucking government telling the fucking military to burn that shit. Anyways, 
when I looked through the comments, I was like, bro, there's going to be so many people talking about this PewDiePie thing. And it wasn't. A lot of the comments I saw were about the veterans thing, which I was like, that's cool. Like, that's way more of an important story than like PewDiePie made a reaction video to some TikToks and made fun of a person who he might have not known she was deaf. Maybe if he knew she was deaf, what's it fucking ma- like? Are we not allowed to make jokes? And is every joke that gets made a reason to be outraged? And uh, yeah, it blew up. And there was a bunch of people like commenting on my comment and liking it and I was just like man first of all like I said it is I felt (laughs) I've never been deaf or disabled I don't know what that's like um I'm not like a minority so I've never been uh, I mean I don't I don't know what that's like either I can't speak to the things people are mad about on Twitter about her being a woman of color I never even been a woman uh I don't know sign language I'm not deaf never been a woman I'm not a minority Um, so I don't know a lot about that, right? I don't know what it's like to be offended like that. Um, but I'll tell you what, I've been bullied and I've been made fun of. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure this shit's kind of funny. I felt like even if you knew sign language, the way she's moving her fingers with these nails, it's just like, it's so distracting. And like, it is kind of funny if you have no context. I even knew she was deaf and I was like, "Eh, I mean, it's kind of funny. Like, And it's also, like, if he didn't know, people, like, assign so much intention these days. Like, people are so disingenuous and just really, like, bad faith. Like, people do not want to give anybody a single hint of benefit of the doubt. They just want to assign intentions and blame. They want to, like, psychoanalyze everyone's intentions. Like, no, he meant to do this because he hates women of color and he hates disabled people. It's like, dude... PewDiePie has done a lot of dumb shit. He's offended a lot of people. But he's also, like, arguably one of the biggest media figures. Like, dude, like, him and Joe Rogan. Like, if you don't know who PewDiePie is, or Mr. Beast and Joe Rogan, like, those are just people that are just massively... Like, PewDiePie's been making videos for, like, what, over a decade? Over ten years of shit? Same with, like, Joe Rogan. Like, these people... Like, Joe Rogan got in trouble the other day because he said uh, something about, like, killing homeless people, and people legitimately were like, Joe Rogan is advocating for people to go shoot homeless people in the fucking face, it's like, no, he was, like, it was, it was, like, rhetorical, he's like, oh, should we, should we just kill homeless people, no, it was a rhetorical question, of course we shouldn't just go shoot homeless people in the face, and it was just another one of these situations where I'm like, damn, bro, this is what people are mad about, motherfuckers in Ukraine, I shouldn't call them that, citizens in Ukraine, that was rude of me, uh, citizens in Ukraine are getting fucking bombed, we got orphans from fucking mass shootings, uh, we got all kinds of shit going on in the world, and you're mad about, like, no offense, this girl on TikTok, she's probably making money, she's probably, like, internet famous, she seems to be doing well for herself, she's good looking, she's attractive, uh, you know, she's doing her own thing, does does she really care what people like this is going to give her clout she's going to get a boost people are going to feel bad for her she's going to get some social equity does it really like is this really a big deal this is a non-story to me this is a story that doesn't matter this is bullshit this is stupidness and i don't know man Uh, i guess people didn't like his apology either it's like dude fuck you like who gives a fuck man everybody is so entitled to just so much shit nowadays. Like I said, they assign intentions, they psychoanalyze why you did it, and all these motives he must have. It's like, god damn, like, the fuck is your problem, bro? But, um, yeah, this is a weird episode. These were weird rants. And, uh, yeah, sorry I missed a week. 
Uh, yeah, that's that is what it is. Um, I have something special coming next week. Something I've been working on. I even wrote. It's not a script. It's just like uh, it's like a. I wrote like a paper about some shit that I'm gonna complain about that I thought I would really like that I ended up not liking, and that'll come out next week. And I'll probably sneak some more things. It'll be like a themed episode next week for um, episode 43. And then, uh, who knows, we'll sneak in uh, before our one-year anniversary on the pod. I'll sneak in an extra episode. So there's still 52 episodes. They just weren't consecutive. But, you know, you can't be perfect. Uh, And, yeah, Uh, weekly recommendation this week. It's a a tough one. I've been listening to a lot of music. I don't know if I've recommended this before, so if I did... Um, I guess I'm a fucking idiot, but, um, I've been listening to a lot of old, uh, Logic, uh, I found Logic, I feel like I've recommended this before, but I gotta do it again, just cause that's what I've been listening to all week, I found Logic when I was, like, 13, 14 in a double XL article about, like, up and coming rappers, uh, Logic is a huge inspiration on, like, the music I make and how I learn to rap and write music and conceptualize ideas, and, um, uh, a lot of people are in between or a lot of people don't like Logic or just don't feel it. I think Logic is really good. I think he has a lot of like old school uh, rap, you know, virtues and values that I respect. And um, I think more people should listen to him. Uh, a few of my favorite albums from Logic. Uh, number one is uh, Under Pressure. I'm pretty sure that's his first album, like... Uh, commercial album um yeah i recommend the deluxe version because there's a childish gambino song under pressure for sure is really good these kind of almost go in order but um number two the the incredible true story this is a concept album about like space travel there's like a story and like skits and um stuff in between the tracks um those two albums like under pressure kind of got me through high school um me and my homies all, like, knew every song. We used to listen to it all the time in the car, smoking, going to parties, whatever. Um, so Under Pressure got me through high school. And then when I moved out of high school and I was in Chicago, uh, the the Incredible True Story came out, like, as I was graduating. And it was in between, like, his next project. So I would listen to that, like, all the time, skating on my own in Chicago, going out to the beach, um, just whatever. That album got me through a lot. So those two albums, really good. Uh, number three... The first Bobby Tarantino mixtape is really fucking good. And then um, Bobby Tarantino 2 is actually really good as well. So that's like four albums if you want. They're really fucking good. Um, Logic has a lot of good stories, a lot of good messages. Um, I think he just put out, it's called, fuck, let me get on Spotify. So Logic had like a lot of songs back in the day that were just on YouTube. They weren't really, um, they were like mixtapes, but... To get the mixtapes, if you want to listen to the Young Sinatra mixtapes, it's one, two, and three. You can get them on Spinarilla, which is a really good um, app for like old mixtapes that are hard to find. If you don't, you can probably just find them on YouTube. Just type in Young Sinatra Logic mixtapes. And then if you got Spotify or Apple, he put out the the YS Collection Volume 1, which is Young Sinatra, um, which is like a lot of songs from his old mixtape compiled into like an album. It's um, It's 14 songs. And, uh, yeah, Old Logic's really good. I haven't followed Logic in a while. Some of his new stuff. His last album was really good. Um, but, yeah, shout out to Logic. Uh, if you never listen to Logic, give him a chance. If you like Logic, go back and listen to his old albums and listen to them in order. That's what I've been doing. 
Uh, currently on everybody, that album was okay. There's uh, everybody does have a lot of good songs on it where it's like really good, like production and sounds and concepts albums. There's also this. Um, what's that song called? It's got Killer Mike, and um, what's it called? It's called Confess on everybody. That album came out while I was in Chicago too, and that shit got me through a lot of existential crisis and shit the song is called confess and there's this like killer mike is from run the jewels if you don't know who that is hip-hop group um and there's this real long speech by killer mike at the end and man it still gives me chills it's just so powerful and uh yeah everybody's a decent album it's another concept album um but yeah that one's okay uh but yeah shout out to logic shout out to me for missing an episode like a total doofus uh but yeah we're back thank you for listening i appreciate it man i'm out of breath I need to get a better chair for recording this. I like lean forward. My back hurts. Not a breath. <laughs> but yeah, as always, hit me up. Just last week podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email, a question, a comment, concern, a riddle, a review, something to react to. Tell me I suck, hate mail, whatever you want to send. The email is open. Just last week podcast at gmail.com. As always, make sure you steal your manager's phone at work and subscribe them to this podcast on spotify or apple Podcasts. if you don't have a manager if you are the manager steal one of your employees phones and make them subscribe to this podcast if you know me hit me up personally on my cell phone uh facebook messenger uh snapchat text message uh and then make sure you add the the snapchat for the podcast just last week pod on snapchat and uh yeah thanks everybody for listening sorry i didn't post before and uh we'll see you next week when i fucking record another episode it's gonna be a good one